Welcome to Give God the Glory, Praise and Worship Show with Ruby Red Raw. Welcome to the Power and Praise Edition. Yes, hallelujah. Let's get into our first selection, Taste and See by the Blood Crew featuring Sammy Joyous. Hallelujah. Okay, you know how we do it. Be on your feet. That my God is good Oh, taste and see That my God is good Everybody say Oh, taste and see That my
to the Lord God. Let's get into our next selection, In the Hands of God, by Dennis Gardner. Put your problems in the hands of God. Put it in the hand of God 
Nation, Making a Way, presented by Brother Dennis Gardner. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
Gossip Show with Ruby Redwall. Please be sure to stream each and every gospel artist. Get that praise throughout your week and every day that you may be blessed with the outpour of the Spirit. W-I-F-E, Walking Faith Everyday Ministries, on the way with the Word of God. Stay blessed. Wow. Glory to God for that amazing praise. Thank you to everyone that tuned in to give God the glory, praise, and worship show. Hallelujah. For God is glory. God is so great. Give him the glory. Jesus is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Welcome to WIFE, Walk in Faith Everyday Ministries. And you are listening to Dominique McGee. How is everybody doing? I pray that everyone is doing well on this blessed Sunday. Give God the glory because we made it through another week. For that alone, we may not be exactly where we want to be, but God is getting ready to position us and prepare us for the blessings that he has for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, we will be coming from James chapter 4, 1 through 17. But before we get into the word of God today, let's go before God correctly. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity to fellowship once again. Father God, we come that you may receive us in your counsel, Father God. Pour out your anointing, Father God. Let your spirit move freely in this place, Father God. Touch this word and let it saturate our inner parts, Father God. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet that I may minister in truth, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, minister to me and through me, Father God. Father God, touch each and every person that receives the word today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the reading of the word. So as we come from James, James was sending out letters unto fellow believers and fellow Christians to, to describe godly ways and worldly ways. And as believers... Ways that we should do away with and and how we carry ourselves and how we handle others. Is it our way or is it God's way? So I'm not sure yet. I'm probably going to do a three piece on this. Got to get, get, get with God and see what he says. <laughs> Glory to God on that. But um, we're going to come from chapter four today. One through 17. So let's get into the reading of the word. From hence comes war and fighting amongst you. Come they not hence even of your lust and war in your members? You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. You adulterers and adulteresses. No, you are not that the friendship of the world. It is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. 
Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth after envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, and give grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from thee. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter turn into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another. Brethren, he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou, thou judgest another? Go to now that you say, today or tomorrow I will give. I will go into such a city and continue there a year. And buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this and that. But now you rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore of him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, and to him it is a sin. Glory to God. Let's get into that. Let's get into breaking this down. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Abiding in God's will. And not of the world. What is the result of living by the wisdom of the world. Rather than by the wisdom of God. See as we see. In the beginning chapters of chapter one and chapter to chapter two, he says, whence came war and fighting among you? Meaning, where came war and fighting amongst you? Come they not from your lust that war in your bodies? You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you have not, because you asked not. So, back to what I was just saying. I just had to drop that scripture so you know exactly where I am I'm touching right now. Again, what is the result of living by the wisdom of the world? Rather than the wisdom of God. Now, before we get into that, let's touch... On the chat, let's go back a bit, uh, just a back. In chapter three, James started to describe the wisdom of the world, which is where we figure out what we want to do with our life, or always looking to other situation, causing us to be bitter and envious. Meaning, some we see people living their 
have all of these worldly possessions and they're rich and they're famous. And you know, and, and why that can't be me? I want to live like that. And, and it creates wickedness within ourselves to become envious and bitter is not of God. To even want to live like someone else or to have the possessions that another has is wickedness. I want to talk about this because when we decide that that's what we want and that's how we want to live, that's when we put ourselves in the mindset that I'm going to be like this and that or I'm going to have this and that and nothing's going to stop me. How much of ourself are we willing to lose to obtain worldly pleasures, to obtain worldly things? That develops selfish ambition. That earthly, unspiritual, demonic philosophy is the source of disorder and all sorts of evil in this world. Because we abide at looking at what we want in the world. What someone else has and how come it's not my life and why can't I be famous and why can't I drive a Maserati or why can't I have a mansion or we, we go into the mindset is that is going to be my life. I'm going to live like that and I don't care what I got, who I got to hurt or what I got to do to get it. That is not godly because we do away with God's will. And what he has specifically set aside for us in the pursuit of what we, the world projects out to us. See, we are living in the world where they project so much out to us. If, As a woman, if your body isn't built like this, you are not really um, a desirable woman. And if a man, if you don't have this kind of money and you can't do this kind of things, you're not really a real man. And that puts a lot of pressure on us as humans to want to live in another way based off of what is being projected from the world onto us, which is a demonic philosophy. The world is trying to do away with God's will in your life and going about things the godly way. And calls us to err against God and seek after things of the world. And stop at nothing to obtain them. Whether it's killing, whether it's stealing, whether it's doing all kind of things to ourselves for money. No matter what it is, we're going to go that way and do it because we desire these things. Which is, once again, not of the Father. That's not what he put us here for. That's not the way we are supposed to be living. Now, as believers, glory to God, as believers, often we have to make sure that we are abiding in the will of God. That our desires of this life is not that uh, that is worldly. 
and it's not designed by the pa the passions and the pleasures of this world. Amen. We cannot be thinking to ourselves, no matter what I have to do, I'm going to stop at nothing to do this or to have that or to have so-and-so's lifestyle. Once again, that alone is selfish ambition and it's a reckless path. It only causes more pain and, and, and torment by living and thinking like that. You have to know that what God has for you is for you. And he's never going to deliver what he has for you to someone else. So you have to know that what God has placed you here for, the blessings that he has set aside for you are for you. Desire God's will that you may obtain what he has set aside for you. We have to be mindful of our mindset. Because we don't care who we hurt. In the process of seeking after worldly things. Or living in worldly pleasures. I cannot remember one time. When I was searching the world for more. That I was comfortable. Or I was happy. I was deceiving myself that I was happy when I was in different relationships and going through abuse and, on, and using drugs and bringing myself down and trying to keep up with the street Joneses as if they were really somebody I should be trying to live like and not living the godly me, not, not chasing after God. There was nothing good that came from that. Because I knew in my soul that God didn't bring me to this place to suffer like that. And anything that God has prepared for me is not going to hurt me. So any man that I was with that chose to abuse me was not a man of God. And it was not the man that God had set aside for me. Anything that I chose to take part in that sowed discord amongst people around me and had me behaving in different ways was not godly. Amen. Amen. Now, as believers, we are to be humbling ourselves if only we can learn to get out of our own way, learning to prefer God and helping others over ourselves. In all things. That we will be standing in the proper foundation. We need to mature as believers. James had been writing letters. To the believers about the way they talk. And their prejudices. Also about putting their faith into action. All the way down to their attitude. Which with, they face challenges and trials. The key to growing as believers in all that there is to learn and ways into becoming a strong believer and how we should speak, how we should walk, how we should think, and how we should talk uh, is we're going to break that down here. It all comes to a head.
here. Now, James touched on enmity. Believers with who with others who are rooted in selfish pride. Do you have a problem controlling your tongue? James talks about that in chapter 3. I tell you right now, it has a lot to do with your pride. Does your prejudice affect your prejudice ways affect how you treat others? James talks about that in chapter 2. And I tell you now again, pride has a lot to do with that. Are you in constant conflict with those around you? I'm going to just say it again. Pride has a lot to do with that. As believers, we are to be living examples of the will of God. Walking and talking after the ways of Christ. By our actions, we are we leading people to Christ or sending them away? Are we truly living a Christian life? Or are we in it for the gain, the power, and the profits? And that part goes to the, the leaders of the church. Are we truly leading a Christian life? Are we abiding in the word and in the will of God? Or are we abusing that power and that position that we may gain self-righteous power and financial stability of the word of God from his people? Are we truly abiding in the word of God? Or are we secretly chasing worldly desires of our own? Okay, alright. Let me just ask a few real questions. I had to sit and ask myself. When we are interacting with others, online or in person or on the phone, whether it be personal or work, and we come up against something that we don't like. What is our reaction? Now, are we lashing out and giving them a piece of our mind, telling them what we don't, what we're not finna do with, and who not finna do this, and how this and that not finna happen? Or are we reacting as a Christian? Is our reaction resembling Christ? That's, that's something we need to just be honest. Now, when we come into contact with people that have physical differences, tattoos, or they may dress in all black, or they may look different from your normal, because they have different backgrounds than what you're used to, does it cause you to mistreat them based on how you see them? What is your reaction? Do you judge them? Immediately not trusting them? Immediately saying, oh, such and such is like this. You can tell by the way they look. Or you can tell that ain't no Christian. Look at all them tattoos they got and piercings they got. Are you judging them? Or are you receiving them 
after the ways of Christ? Is our reaction a resemblance of Christ? That's something we truly need to ask ourselves. Now, when we come against circular differences between our brothers and sisters and our believers, meaning once you, you have a little disagreements with our brothers and sisters or with fellow believers, does that damage your ability to fellowship with one another? I don't like brother such and such because he doesn't agree with me with verse 27 of John. Or I don't mess with sister such and such because she don't. What if it's because we don't agree on everything? Do you immediately withdraw and damage the ability to fellowship with one another? Is our reaction of ourselves or is it a resemblance of Christ? These are just a few questions that we have to be honest. We all may have work to do on our own selves. Because we cannot let nothing cause us to behave unlike Christ. We cannot, we are to be in this world, but not of this world. In most cases, I want to tell you, pride is the root of the problem. When we define ourselves by pride in anything more than our relationship with God and each other, we then have enmity amongst each other. We are behaving from fundamental wrong motives, acting in bad faith to one another. Are we seeking to fulfill God's will or our own evil desires? within this world. Either we are of God and in his will or we are of the world rejecting God's will for us. We must be cautious against corrupt affections and love of this world which is enmity to God. We must not undertake no affairs of this life without constant regard to the will of God and the providence of God over ourselves, not our will, but His, making sure we bring our desires in alignment with God. Amen. Amen. For our God provides all needs. Are we asking God for the right things? For the right reasons? My point is, since all wars and fighting come from the corruption of our own hearts, it is right to mortify these lusts and war of our members, meaning our bodies, the worldly and fleshy lusts or distempers which will not allow content and satisfaction sinful desires and affections hinder our prayer life and the work of our desire to do God's will 
over our own. This is why sin separates us from God. Because when we're operating in our flesh and we're operating to gain worldly desires and, and things, we, we turn away from God. We turn away from God's will. We begin to hide ourselves from God knowing that our actions are wrong. These are the things that will take you from the full operating and the full capacity of the will of God and in the word of God to, to straying away doing your own thing, chasing after things of the world. Because what I want to tell you is what God says is not okay. The world is all for it. You can fornicate all you want in the world. You commit adultery all you want in the world. You can lust after anybody and everything you want to in the world. You can tell all the lies you need to in the world. You can steal and do whatever you need to get where you need to go in the world. But in the word of God, we are held accountable for how we think, how we act, how we walk. We are meant to keep ourselves as upstanding and upright individuals, abiding in the will of God, abiding in righteousness, walking after the ways of Christ. Doing away with all that foolishness. Glory to God. We need to be careful not to abuse or misuse the mercy we receive from God. Depart from sin because God is faithful and merciful. It gives us no right to abuse his mercy, to abuse his faithfulness, to abuse his love and his compassion for us. His forgiveness. Remember, it is the spirit of the world that teaches us to lay up and lay out for ourselves according to our own desires. Many of us, when we go to God in prayer, asking God for prosperity, we often go before God and asking foolishly, forgetting that God knows us better than we know ourselves. We may ask in prayer for one reason, but in our hearts, we have wrong intentions and bad desires. God wishes to bless us all, but not that our blessings be harmful. Or cause us to err before him. Maybe at that point in our lives. We can't handle what we are asking him for. But he will prepare us. For what we ask for. We must remember that we cannot deceive God. We have to bring our hearts and our desires. Under subjection before God. Is our, heart, is our heart in the right place? We have to really be honest with ourselves when we go into God asking God to fulfill some things in our life and for us. Is our heart in the right place when we are asking Him for and, and what we are asking Him for? Are we in the right position 
in our life to receive what we are asking for. It's our life full blown out in chaos and we asking God for a financial breakthrough when we can't even deal with the little change that we have rightfully. Are we asking God to upgrade our careers and we are not stepping into the process in which it takes to be elevated? Glory to God. Are we prepared to receive what we are asking for? It is truly a good thing for us to have whatever we ask of God. We first should know we would lack no good thing. It is in God's will to bless us. Once we are prepared and in position and in alignment with him and in God's will. Glory to God. We are not to go before God with foolishness. Just, just thinking he's a magic trick. Yup, God rubbing a genie and getting what you want. And then you get upset when you don't get what you want. Because you are not in place. You are not in position. You are not in alignment. And your heart is not in the wrong place. And you say it for one thing. But he has the bigger picture. Maybe what you're asking for. He has something completely different set aside for you. That's why it's very important that we bring everything to him. And make sure it is of his will. Make sure it is in alignment. Make sure we are in position. Make sure we are fully prepared to receive. We cannot just go before God that we may gain worldly things. That we may, that may further corrupt us and lead us astray from his will. Meaning, if we are seeking God... To fulfill our cold desires and worldly lust, and not his grace and his will, then our prayers will not be fulfilled. That's foolishness. God loves you more than you know for him to get involved with foolishness. He's for your betterment. Glory to God. Now, I'm not saying God won't bless you. And increase you because he will. His desire is that we should be prosperous. God will bless us to have large portions in things in this world. But when we conform to the world, meaning when we attach ourselves to the things of the world and not to God, we become an enemy to God. Because either we will love God. And be thankful for all that he does for us in this world. Or we will stray away from God for the things of this world. And think about how, I'm going to tell you like this. Think about how we seek God when we need a blessing from him. Versus how we seek and acknowledge him when we receive the blessing. Now when you need it, you can't stop you can't stop us from seeking God all day, all night. We falling out in prayer. God, I just need a breakthrough. I just need you to come through. I need you right now. But when he does, 
Soon after we receive, we don't pray as hard as we were. We are not drawing as near to him as we just was. And that is, is a sign that we wanted, we go into God for our own reasons and not in his grace and his mercy and not thankful and grateful for everything that he has done and is doing and that is to come. You should praise God whether you have it or you don't. Whether you're up or you're down. Glory to God. Again, we must know it is God who gives and God who takes. We should put nothing of this world or in this world before God. The Holy Spirit within us leads us to the will of God, teaching us to be willing to do good to all as we are able to do. The grace of God will remove the spirit of the worldliness from us and correct us to live in the will of God. God will reject the proud of heart. For by his grace we receive another spirit that is of him to do his will and not our own. But the proud resist God leaning on their own understanding. They resist God's truth and his will seeking after their own passions. They resist God's providence, doing things their way for their own selfish gain and still gain not. God will give more to the grace to, to those that are grateful and the humble because they seek God to provide all needs according to his will. They pray for his will and his way of providing. You know how you can ask God to take something from you or do something for you and then you go to doing it your own way? I thought you, if you put it in God's hands, you leave it in God's hands and trust that God will prepare the way. Trust that God will provide every need. Trust that God will do what he said he's going to do. Are we internally grateful for what God provides? When we are humbling ourselves before God and grateful, and this God always provides. We must submit to God our understanding, our will, and knowing that he provides all needs. We must know that God is able and willing to do above all that we could ask or think. If we yield to temptations, the devil will find weakness in our will to serve God. And he will follow us to trap us in sin. We have to put on the full armor of God and to make us stand against him, not in our own way, but in God's way. Not our will, but God's will. When we stand in our faith and in the authority of God, the devil will flee. We have to be in alignment with God and not the world. If we desire, if our desire is in alignment with, with what God is preparing for us, we will receive it. We must know at all times that not every delay is a denial. 
We must be ready to submit to God. Breaking us down to build us up, to prepare us and put us in the proper position for what we are asking for. Then, as I go on, the fruit of our lips must always be in kindness, truth, compassion, and mercy, and in the love for one another. We are not to speak evil of each other or judge one another. Don't talk about them, pray about them. We have to always abide in the word and the will of God and not in our own notion and opinions to rule those around us. We have to be careful that we condemn not so that we are not condemned. We are to acknowledge God in everything that we that he may make the crooked path straight. That we be led by God and not of our own will. Depending on God to show us his will for us and to direct us in life. You have to know that life is a gift from God. But we must know that our life is not in our own hands. But at the disposal of God. So in so we must always rely on God. Remembering that he does not. Remember that he does not. He that does not good. And knows that he should have done the good. But he didn't do it. It's the same as he that does evil. And he knows that he should not have done it. They will both have to be faced by God. Because if you know better, you're going to do better. If you know the word of God and you know the will of God and you choose to walk out of that and abide in the world, you will face that. If you know you're living wrong and you should not be living the way you are living, but you continuously bypass God for your own desires, for to live and abide in the world against God as an enemy to God, sowing discord and doing what you want to do, you too will face God. That is why we must come together before God while there is yet time. While we have to go before God for forgiveness while there is yet time that we may not be led astray and cast into the depths of hell by the works of sin. My brothers and sisters, I want us all to be there on that glorious day when God calls us home. I want us all to receive that well done, my faithful servant. That we may enter into the gates of heaven. But we must first remember to bring our hearts, our minds, our desires, and our deeds under subjection before God. That we may dwell in his living word and will. And not of our own. Seeking to please him over pleasing ourselves and the lust of our flesh. Making sure that. The fruits of our lips are pleasing him. 
God does not wish for us to suffer but to prosper. That is why it is very important that we be not of the world but abide in him that who has created the world casting down every wicked imagination wanting in no vain desire turning away from sin knowing that through Jesus Christ we are reconciled back unto the father and forgiven of our sins and granted eternal life we are to be leading by example believers teachers prophets and preachers here in the land of the living drawing our lost brothers and sisters to Christ that they can be partakers in the blessings of God not sowing discord amongst each other but receiving each other in Christ as Christ has received us and reconciled us back unto the Father now let us pray Father God we humble ourselves before you we thank you for your unfailing love we thank you for the opportunity to fellowship in thy counsel let your word saturate our spirits forgive us for walking in our own will in ways for sin receive us one more time father god father god as your own show us your will teach us to thirst after nothing in this world but you Strengthen us in thy word that we depart not. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. For he is the bread of life, the author and finisher of our faith. Teach us to abide in your will. Decrease us that you may increase in us. We bring all of our heart's desires, all that we are and all that we ever hope to be in this world under subjection before you. Knowing that you are the provider of all needs. Bless us, Father God, according to your will for us. Prepare us and put us in the right position to receive your blessings on our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I pray that this word blesses each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in to WIFE Walk in Faith Everyday Ministries. And you are listening to Dominique McGee. Please tap in. Get that praise throughout your week that you may give God the glory. Don't you know that when the praises go up, the blessings come down? Yes. Keep yourself saturated in the spirit of the living God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for fellowship, fellowshipping with us. Please share us with a friend that may need this fellowship, that they may draw near to God and grow in the living word and the living will of God with us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for listening. Until next time.